Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Today's episode of Sleep Cues is brought to you by Ryan Penn. It's hard to find premium sleepwear basics that are simple yet bold and beautiful colors and that are cozy and buttery soft, but also focus on the utmost safety for your babe. Enter Ryan Penn. Based in Toronto, owners Amy and Jared named the company after their own little girls, Riley and Penelope, and started the business at a time when they themselves were finding it really difficult to source comfortable, well-made, Canadian-sourced sleepwear in simple colors like black and gray. The next thing they knew, they found themselves talking to local fabric suppliers, local sewing shops, and ultimately starting their own family business, supporting Canadian companies and causes in the process. From sleep bags to footies and PJs, from crib sheets to toddler blankets, Each aspect of every Ryan Penn product is carefully thought out and designed, including tagless neck labels, bye-bye itches, to zipper tab pockets, see you later irritation, to convenient neck-to-ankle zippers. This company prides itself on providing you with the best baby sleep essentials you can find. Use code HAPPYSLEEP at checkout and receive a 20% discount at ryanpenn.com. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues. I'm going to start today's episode with a little bit of a confession, a little mom confession, and it's this. I am the mom of a child who was an early morning riser, and there were times when I just couldn't fix it. And that's a confession as a sleep consultant because, you know, a lot of people would expect, what? Like, didn't you have all the tools and tricks? Couldn't you just fix it? And that's one of the key points of today's episode that you all you can't always just fix early morning wake-ups that sometimes it is just a phase and that sometimes even the greatest little sleepers will go through periods and phases of early morning wake-ups so don't stress don't feel like you're alone i do get a lot of questions about early morning wake-ups it's probably one of the top three questions i get is why does my child wake up so early to start the day and how do i fix it so First things first is just saying, even I as a sleep consultant went through this, it is normal, it's going to happen. But next thing is to point out the stuff we can try to do to lessen the chance that your child is going to have early morning wake-ups and get through these phases more quickly and just help your little one out and help you out so you're not all up at the crack of dawn every day. So First thing I want to say is that it is really biologically appropriate and normal for well-rested children, babies and toddlers and preschoolers, even older kiddos who regularly sleep through the night. It's normal for them to be refreshed and ready to start their day anytime past 6 a.m. So when I'm talking about early morning wake-ups, I'm talking about wake-ups that are happening, happening consistently and considerably before 6 a.m. all the time. After 6 a.m., while we as adults would really love our children to sleep till more like 7 or 8, if your child is consistently sleeping past 6 a.m., I would not consider that an early morning wake-up. They're doing great. Probably not something you want to worry about fixing because it is pretty normal that children are going to be up anytime past 6. So that's not really an early wake. It might feel early to us as parents, but not. We're talking here about like the 5 a.m., the 5.30 a.m. wake up that's happening every single day. And it might happen because of various things from developmental milestones to noises in your home to daylight savings time changes. So we're going to talk about all of the things that we can do to try to make sure we lessen the chance that this is going to happen. So 
The good news here is there are ways to combat early morning wake-ups and get your child sleeping past the crack of dawn. Keep in mind, it can take some time. Don't stress. If it's been going on for several weeks, you will get through it. You will get past it. But here are some ways you can work on getting past it a little more quickly. The first thing is to look at your child's sleep environment. Sometimes I'll ask parents if they feel like their child's room is really dark and they'll say, yeah, I think it's pretty dark. And if a parent says to me, yeah, it's pretty dark, I'm like, no, that probably means it's not dark enough because I don't want it to be pretty dark. I want it to be like super duper pitch black, can't see your hand in front of your face dark. So blackout blinds, blackout curtains. I can't stress enough how much this can help. During the times of year when it's darker in the morning and darker at bedtime, it's not quite such a big deal, but it can still really help. And especially for naps, making it dark can help. So even in the middle of the winter, if it's darker in the mornings and the evenings, it's still helpful for naps to make it dark in your child's room. And even things like street lights and you know car lights, if you live on a busy street, can really inhibit your child's ability to go to sleep more easily or to sleep in in the morning. So making it dark any time of year is very helpful. Early morning wakes are really often caused by, again, bright morning light creeping into your child's window and disturbing sleep. The hours between 4 to 6 a.m. are already a tough time for children to stay asleep and to fall back asleep if they wake up. It doesn't mean your child has had enough sleep or is ready to get up for the day at 4.45 a.m. It simply means he's in a lighter stage of sleep than he was, for example, like 1 a.m., So it makes it tougher for him to continue on sleeping at that sort of 4.45, 5 a.m. marker because he has less sleep pressure than he did at 1 a.m. He's already had more sleep than he'd had at that point, and now he is having more trouble. He's more restless. He's still tired, still needs a little more rest, but he's more restless because there's less sleep pressure by 4 or 5 a.m. So if light's peeking in when your child is already in a light sleep, that can really make it that much harder and it can kind of exacerbate the morning wake up problem. So invest in a great blackout blind and then cover that up with great blackout curtains for sleep. For travel or like a temporary solution at home, I really love a portable blackout blind. I say temporary, it could be a permanent thing, the portable blackout blind, but usually they stick in the window with suction cups and so you have to kind of unsuction cup them every time you want to let some light in your child's room if you're playing there in the day. So for a longer term solution, like a pull down roller style or accordion style blackout blind covered by really good quality blackout curtains is a great idea. The next thing we want to do is make sure it is quiet in your child's room. So, you know, those chickadees might sound sweet at 8 a.m., but their song is another story if it's being chirped out at 5 a.m. every day and waking up your child. And if your furnace clicks on at a particular time each day, I know that might sound small, but that can be something that if there's no other noise in your child's room, and as we talked about, they're already in a lighter stage of sleep at 5 a.m., if your furnace happens to click on at exactly that time every day, you know, or a city bus makes its first stop of the day directly in front of your house at 5 a.m. every single day. That might be something that's waking your child up in that already light stage of sleep. So you might want to invest in a sound machine. If you're going to invest in a sound machine or just use an app on a mobile device, I recommend it be like a white noise setting or a rain setting or maybe even just a fan setting rather than like jungle sounds or ocean waves that are too stimulating. I would also have it run continuously, not on a timer. So again, it's still running at five o'clock in the morning when your child is in that lighter stage of sleep. 
you can check out thehappysleepcompany.com and go to the must-haves tab and you're going to see a lot of recommendations for things like sound machines and blackout blinds if you're looking for particular brands. Keep in mind that we want to ensure the day does not start before 6 a.m. So again, as we talked about, 6 a.m. is a pretty normal time for children to be getting up and starting their day. Hopefully it's a little later than that, but 6 a.m. is kind of, 6 a.m. and later is the goal. And it sounds intuitive to most adults, right, who don't want to be getting out of bed before that time, but it can be a difficult maneuver if your child is waking up well before 6 a.m. each day. Unfortunately, if your child begins to habitually wake up at 5 a.m. every single day and you get your child out of bed and start your day at that time, meaning lights on, breakfast on the table, playtime, lots of stimulation, etc., your child's body clock will adjust to waking at that time and then it will really likely throw off the whole day's schedule, meaning early nap times and early bedtimes and your child's already overtired even by an early bedtime because they got up so early that day, and now you're just kind of in this cycle of early, early, early. Try to think about it like somebody who gets up, an adult who gets up to work out at five o'clock every day, Monday to Friday, and then on Saturday they decide, I don't need to get up early to work out today, I'm gonna sleep in. You probably still wake up around 5 a.m. if you do that because your brain says, whoop, this is the time that I get up, that the lights come on, that my circadian rhythm says it's morning time. So we can't really expect your body clock to easily go back to sleep at that time. And it's the same with a baby who always gets up at 5 a.m. and gets out of the crib and the lights come on and the food comes in at 5 a.m. Their body clock just now thinks that's what time it is to wake up. So my suggestion is to avoid getting your child out of the crib before 6 a.m. Many babies and toddlers will play happily on their own in their crib until that time, if you're lucky. Uh, And if you're lucky, you're really lucky, they'll go back to sleep and catch some more Zs. But if your child is upset, I am not suggesting that you leave your child in their crib upset with no reassurance until 6 a.m. So you will want to provide reassurance and support, but avoid turning on all the lights and starting the day before 6 a.m. in order to kick that early wake habit. So we're not starting with food or lights or stimulation or chatting or playtime before 6 a.m. We're keeping things nice and dark and quiet, reassuring our little one if they're upset, but not getting them up and starting the day before 6. Then when your child is up at 6, when you do get your child up at that time, turn on all the lights and make a big deal of it. If they haven't gone back to sleep and it's 6 a.m., then we turn on the lights, we make a huge deal of it. You know, sing a song, have a dance party, you know, make a big deal of it so his body adjusts to this time of day being morning. With some time and lots of consistency and with this strategy, his internal clock is going to begin to shift to a later wake-up time. Also consider an earlier bedtime. One of the most common reasons that children wake up early in the morning is going to bed too late. And that sounds kind of bonkers. It sounds, it might sound really counterintuitive that an earlier bedtime means a later sleep in the next morning, but in so many cases, it is true. Sleep begets sleep. And if you are a former client of ours, you know this to be true. So if you are experiencing habitually early morning wake-ups, i.e. if they've been occurring for more than like a week or two, try bumping bedtime up maybe by like 15 minutes or even half an hour to see if that helps. Really educate yourself about what your child's age-appropriate wake windows are and make sure that you're using an age-appropriate wake window between your child's last nap and bedtime 
to ensure that they're not overtired by bedtime. Because if they're overtired by bedtime, they're kind of agitated, really stimulated, and then it's really hard to get into and stay in a nice, deep, restful sleep. And that's where you start to see the early morning wake-ups between about 4 and 6 a.m., when they're in a lighter stage of sleep and they just haven't been able, they're not able to stay in a nice deep restful sleep at that time. So for example, if your five month old does best with about two hours of awake time, don't keep your five month old up for three hours before bedtime at night because he'll probably be overtired and then that will often cause night wakes or early morning wake ups. So a five month old can generally handle about two hours of awake time. So make sure that the last wake window before bedtime is only that approximately two hours and not a lot more. So he's not overtired. And the last thing I'll mention about early morning wake-ups is what you will hear me often refer to as sleep props. So if your little one is fairly dependent on a sleep prop or a sleep crutch, as I often refer to them to, to get to sleep at bedtime, they'll often be looking for that same sleep crutch in those difficult early morning hours. So when I say sleep prop or sleep crutch, if you've listened to sleep cues before, or you follow us at the happy sleep company on Instagram, you will hear me say that term a lot. And you will know that it means the stuff that gets your little one drowsy or puts them to sleep before you put them in the crib. So rocking to sleep, feeding to sleep, replacing a pacifier to go to sleep. If your child really needs that stuff to get to sleep at bedtime, they're likely going to be really looking for that stuff at four, five o'clock in the morning. Again, in that lighter stage of sleep, when it's the toughest time of morning to go back to sleep again, that's when they're really going to be looking for a sleep crutch if they often use a sleep crutch to get to sleep. They're going to look for it at that time in that light, tough stage of sleep to get back to sleep. So look at your child's bedtime routine. Look at what could be acting as a sleep crutch. Consider trying to change around the routine so you're removing the crutch. Instead of feeding your child to sleep, feed your child and then make sure that they are upright and reading a couple little stories before you put them in the crib awake so that we are not having that crutch that they're then going to look for again. So to wrap up, remember early morning wake-ups, normal, happen to most parents. Don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you can't get through it. It is frustrating. I have been there. I have looked at the clock many mornings when my little one was really little and going through these phases of early morning wake-ups and just thought, really? Like 5.30 a.m. for real? But we got through it. You know, we put in place the stuff that I'm talking about today in this episode Sometimes it can take days, sometimes it can take weeks, but you will get past this phase. But the things that we talked about today in this episode are some things that can help you out to hopefully get through that phase a little more quickly so you can all start sleeping in a little bit more. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.